Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to YHHTMPC. <clears throat> wait, 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 wait. What does that mean exactly? Oh, yeah. You haven't heard This Music Podcast, a show about introducing lesser-known music of lesser-known artists from all over the world. And now, without further ado, a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Welcome to You Haven't Heard This Music Podcast. This is episode two of season six. I'm your host, Wayne. I'll be taking the show along tonight, going through all our lovely bits and pieces. That's sounding a bit dirtier than it was probably meant to be. But uh, yeah, this is the side of the show. This is Your sex end. life must be really boring. This is the side of the show <laughs> where uh, it's a bit magazine and we'll do different sections and, you know, we'll do an icebreaker and a head-to-head, wild card, intense hardcore, history, artist spotlights, all that sort of thing. See how I played on there, people? Because I'm a professional. That's what I am. Um, <laughs> well done. Those lovely dulcet tones you can hear they're laughing and joking in the background. I really, really, really took care not to swear there, Rich, because I know you're on this no swear kick and I was really, really about to give you a lot of dressing down and I didn't. So, yeah, I am Wayne, like I say. Uh, with me, as always, is Richie. Say hello, Richie. Hi, Wayne. Uh, I'm not on a no swear kick. I'm okay with swears. It's just... We use it too much, I, I feel, and it doesn't have the same effect. We, we're fucking here and fucking there and fucking everywhere, and it just it just sounded common, so I just... Uh, yeah. Thanks for Mary Whitehouse. <laughs> Cunt. We're <laughs> other, yeah, other host, as always, for the, for the last season and this season, we have Mike Fives. Hello, Mike. Hello. I don't believe in, in the no-swearing thing, so i just like to say I'm doing fucking brilliantly, and I hope you all are too. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Edit that. <laughs> Just making Richie's life harder. I should wish I had brought it up now, but there we go. And as always, we have a special guest on the show, and tonight's special guest is a recurring guest. I think he's been on every season we've done, and this season is no different. Say hello, goes a good speed. Hello, goes a good speed. Oh, it's the same old, same old. Same old, same old. <laughs> 
I uh, I'm a bit worried that you're uh, cleaning up your podcast. Uh, I mean, I'm fine with a bit of swearing, but I don't think there's enough blasphemy. So Jesus Christ, get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> got to make sure we offend everybody. Yeah, exactly. There's another few religions you got to offend. Hang on. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel like I've lost control of the show already. So. <laughs> It's off to a good start. Right, goes that in two lines. Tell everybody who you are and what you're about. Oh, uh, hello, I'm Goes to Good Speed. I am a, a singer, songwriter, and multi instrumentalist now from Plymouth, signed to a label called Lights and Lines. And there's a certain person called Mike Five who is the de facto head honcho of Lights and Lines. And I believe he's familiar with your show as well. Hello, Mike. We don't like to talk about it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I'll find a way to weave it in, don't worry about it. Yeah. Along with the Artist Writers Club thing. Uh, album Writing Club, yeah. yeah. That's coming back in May, getting a whole other year out of that one. <laughs> there you go. That's enough That's enough self-promotion. Right, okay, well, let's move this show along the road. You all know what we're about to do. Uh, so this is the icebreaker. Going to introduce Katie. Who's Katie? Oh, I, forget, I, I totally forget we've got an AI because she's, she's your baby, she's not mine. So yeah, we also <laughs> have... Uh, we also have a, a robot AI thing that the internet gifted to Rich in the form of Katie. Say hello, Katie. Hi, guys. Really glad to be here this evening with you pack of spunk buckets. <laughs> Sorry, Katie, ladies and gentlemen. How could I forget who you were, Katie, you foul-mouthed foul mouth lady? Yes, that's Katie. You'll hear more from her throughout the show, no doubt. That was quite tame compared to last week. Yes, it was. Let's, let's move along. Uh, so let's start with the icebreaker. <laughs> right, so this is the icebreaker. It's it's not an icebreaker. It should have been an icebreaker, but we've turned into a competition and turned into a bit of a quiz now. Is what is what it's done. <laughs> and whoever drives the show uh, gets to do this. So this week I have brought the quiz, and I've, in, I've I've named this quiz this week. You can count on me. So I have ten questions that have all got a number somewhere in the answer or. It, Something that number has got something to do with the question. The way we're going to play this is I'll read out the question. If you know the answer, shout your name, tell me the answer. If you get the answer right, you get three points. If you don't know the answer, then the other two players get a chance to steal this from you. If they, if either one of them answers, they get two points and the other person will get one point to keep this interesting. So if you don't get the question right and somebody buzzes in and gets it, they get two points and the person who didn't answer gets one point. So we'll go through it that way. Okay. Well, you just managed to make a very straightforward and simple quiz sound very, very complicated. How do you buzz in exactly? I don't know. Shout your name. Thanks for listening there, Goda. <laughs> I'm doing the scoring anyway, Rich, so it's not a problem. Right, here we go. Right, so uh, question one. How many days a week... Um, sorry, how many days a week? Seven. Be- yeah, incorrect. Goza, eight. There you go. So but Goza's got two points. <laughs> what was the question? Uh, days a week of the Beatles. Eight yeah. days a week. Yeah, all right. Bit tough with this one, right? What motorway did Tob Robinson drive on? What motorway? Richard? Rich? The M4? No, probably not. Uh, Mike M25? No. Goes a highway 69. No, I don't even got that one. I'm afraid. Yeah. What was the answer? 2468 motorway. Ah, oh. oh, that was my next answer. Uh, oh, of course it was. Yeah. Right then. Uh, question three. How, how many red balloons did Nana? Mike. 99. 99. Well done. <laughs> the Spring Doctors sang about two what? Goza princes. Hey. Beyonce sang about all the single ladies sampling what Stevie Nicks classic. 
tumbleweeds. <laughs> no, don't know. No, anybody want to jump in in a guess? No, I can't get Google up fast enough. Mike three. <laughs> no, Mike, <laughs> no, you're Mike five. Oh, damn. Is, is it five? I'll be gutted if it's five. No, right. The answer to that one is the age of 17. Okay, Dolly Parton sang the theme tune to a movie debut. And uh, what is the title? Mike, nine to five. Oh, I was going to say that. Good answer. Well done, Mike. Okay, the next one, question seven is, how many seconds did Blazing Squad have to go? Mike, 21. Wow, Mike's smashing this. Mike, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> I really like that, Trey. <laughs> right, three to go, and I think Mike's won it already, to be honest. Uh, I haven't even got a fucking question yet. Yeah, Miley Cyrus hated how many things about you? Oh, Mike, um... Oh, no, it's not. Was, is it eight? No. No. Goes a ten? No, afraid not. Uh, I don't know, I fucking idea. I, I can sort of hear it, but I can't. <laughs> Too late now, anyway. I'm going to go with seven things. Oh, well done, Rich. Seven. Get in there. The seven things I hate about you by Miley Cyrus. Right, question nine. Two more to go and we're done, people. Thank God for that. <laughs> uh, the Four Seasons uh, had Oh What a Night in the month... Uh, in what month in 1963? Fuck me, Wayne. Uh, my December. Wayne. Wayne, Richard. December. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give that Rich yes it was December 1963 can I just ask right so I, I got that wrong first does that mean Richie gets two and I get one no because you just shouted your name I didn't hear your answer look if you oh I said May <laughs> he did say May he did say he did get completely wrong yeah oh uh, you did okay so the last question is uh, Pulp wanted to meet up in the disco in what year Mike 2000 oh yeah uh, I mean okay Straightforward, Good. very fast quiz, and Mike's absolutely fucking smashed it. See, I was going to answer that question as 1997 when it came out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is also what occurred to me as well, only I would have got the year wrong. <laughs> Mike finishes on 13 points and is this week's winner, so congratulations, Mike. <laughs> Thank you very much. I feel like we really break the ice there. It was good. Yeah. Can't even see any ice anymore. Completely, completely smashed it. Completely smashed. We all know goes about. I'm still reeling from your so solid crew knowledge, Mike. Um, I might not get over that. Do you know why it was called that? Do I need to know? Well, I think each <laughs> verse lasts 21 seconds. And when they work that out, when they sort of got the beat together, they turn that into the, the lyric. I never cared enough to explore <laughs> why it was called that, to be honest. I mean, I've got some new knowledge, Mike, but fuck me, that takes a biscuit, that one does. I think I was, uh, <laughs> I was somewhere between the ages of 12 and 15 when that came out, and so it was at every, you know, party, whatever, it was being played. You were a long way from running your own record label, that's all I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's just move on. Uh, we're going to move on now to the head-to-head. So, the head-to-head, this is where me, Mike, and Rich all bring a song that we've had either sent to us or, in Mike's case, probably he's signed to his label because that's what he does. Uh, <laughs> I haven't, haven't today. 
Oh, you have? Oh, wow. Well, okay, this is new territory for all of us and people. Um, and we bring it because we like it. We play it on the show, tell a bit about it, and then decide at the end which one's our favourite of the week, and they get a point. At this moment, on episode two of season six, we're in a very strange position where all of us have got a third of a point because we all won last week because we had to, <laughs> to, to give us the, yeah, the winner. So we've all got a third of a point at this moment. I mean, we're all winning, so Richie, you can go first this week. Okay. The artist I am bringing this week are a band called Dirty Laces with their track All I See.
so that absolute roller coaster of a song was All I See by Dirty Laces. Uh, Katie, you absolute crazy bitch, can you tell me a bit about these guys, please? North Manchester's Dirty Laces attack with their intensity and drive for musical greatness. Their sound has constantly evolved and matured in their transition from adolescence to manhood. The band encapsulate the liberation of garage rock and proto-punk, but with a refined focus on dynamic changes and instrumental soundscapes found in early progressive rock. Let's say they are the bastard child of Pink Floyd and the Stooges. The band continually sell out venues in their hometown and beyond with their relentless touring and solid work ethic. This has seen them creep up the bill at major festivals, playing to thousands of unfamiliar faces and rising to the challenge every time. Their records have caught the eye of DJs nationally regardless of their underground sound. They have become regulars on BBC Six Music, Amazing Radio and Excess Manchester. 2023 is set to be their biggest year yet. Their anticipated debut album is calling and it will not disappoint. Links to these ball bags can be found in the show notes along with all the other artists. There you go. Roller coaster of a buyer, wasn't it as well, Katie? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I don't really know what to say about this. It, like I said, it was a, it's a roller coaster of a song. Um, it goes to so many different places. The instrumentation was just amazing. The sound of those guitars just punctured my soul. It was amazing. It was a. I don't usually bring shoegaze. I felt it was a bit shoegaze. I don't. I think it's the first time I've brought anything shoegaze to the show. But uh, I, yeah, I just really liked it. And that, that's it's as simple. Get my fucking words out. But it's as simple as that. So yeah, Mike, do you want to go next? Uh, yeah, I can go next. So this week I've brought you a track by a band called Hippies versus Ghosts, and the track is called Western Lie.
versus ghosts with their brand new single western lie uh, hippies versus ghosts is uh, a welsh singer songwriter producer a guy called owain ginsberg and his album green planets is coming out soon i don't think it's out yet <clears throat> i haven't actually got any information on when that comes out but it's coming out soon <laughs> this was sent to me by a label uh, welsh label who support lots of bands uh, across wales and i think the way you pronounce it because i had to look this up before is something like i want to say it's er widdafar er widdafar or something like that um, but it's spelled y-r and then flawless Flawless space W-I-D-D-F-A You didn't spit nearly enough with fat or something like that but anyways um, which I think is a Snowdonian mountain range because I did look this up for NMS before anyway really really cool track I don't have a lot of information on the track or the artist to be honest with you um, they just sort of pinged it across but I love it because of the bass line and the complete mad trippiness of the whole thing and it was just a song that struck me as really really good <laughs> so that's what I brought to the podcast um, so there you go that was Western Lie by Owen Gainsberg who's also known as Hippies versus Ghosts excellent Brilliant. I'll, I'll go last then before we make a decision. So I should be bringing the band called Shoreline Dream and their song Alarms Stop Ringing. You call 
So that was a Shoreline Dream with their song Alarms Stop Ringing. I'll read this straight from their Spotify blurb at the back. Originated in Barnum, Colorado, a Shoreline Dream is best described as a progressive shoegaze band combining lush samples, textures, organic instrumentation, and vocals layered like a synth similar to the vein of bands such as Royd and Sigur Ross, mixed with an early Dead Can, uh, Dead Can Dance production style. Over the past 16 years, ASD have churned out numerous releases under their own label, uh, Late Night Weekend Records, working with legends Ulrich or Schutznavs, I think his name is. Apologies, Ulrich and Mark Kramer. It's a nice, easy name, that one. Uh, recently, they landed a distribution by one of the top UK indie labels, Rocket Girl Records, for a song written while visiting Ulrich in Leytonstone. I've also remixed a for progressive label gods K-Scope for a song by engineers. As of 2022, the band has released six LPs, with the most recent being the critically acclaimed Love Blind, which this song is taken from. So, look, love a bit of shoegaze, me, and this is as pretty much a shoegaze as you can get, and I haven't got really much else to say about it. I like the vibe it gives me, I like the feeling of 90s nostalgia that it gives me. You know, you've got that sort of indie film feel about it as well i like that it makes me feel like one of the edgy subtle cool kids when i listen to it even though i'm not that's that's pretty much it you know there's nothing they're not inventing reinventing the wheel it's just a good song i will say that if you look the video up it does look like a cult recruitment video so don't be put off by that <laughs> um so yeah uh, that's all three of the songs and um, we'll start with goza to talk us through which one of his is the favorite this week well actually i have to say those are three really strong songs aren't they they're really good I, uh, I got into every one of those. The first one, I've already forgotten the name, but it's really good. Really loved the, the whole journey in that. The bass, I thought, was excellent in that as well. Uh, and at times it reminded me of the Chili Peppers, which is a, um, an influence that they didn't mention in that very long bio that they had. That, but I thought that was quite clearly there. So yeah, that was really cool. Uh, and Hippies versus Ghosts, I thought that was amazing. It really reminded me of the Beta Band. I don't know if anybody listens to the Beta Band, but they're one of mine. I, I love the Beta Band. I love the Beta Band. Yeah, they're, they're, they're one of my favourite bands. And so um, that gave me a lot of Beta Band vibes. And yeah, I sort of agree with your assessment of the last song, um, Wayne, which is it, it, it has got that very particular sound that reminds you of a certain time period doesn't it and it would sit really well in, in in a certain kind of movie and it was very cinematic so yeah really really hard to pick but I'm gonna go with Hippies versus Ghosts just because uh, I felt like I felt like that was the one that sucked me in the most um, and took me on the greatest journey so yeah right then so we start with a point to Mike so we'll go there next Mike what's your favourite of the week talk about all three if you wish yeah I really enjoyed all three I thought uh, yours Wayne was one that when it started I was immediately kind of just like there and not able to focus on anything else and it was right in my head which was really cool we had that sort of trippy vibe which I really like and yeah again strong bass line which is always uh, a favourite of mine I have to say though Richie the track that you brought I can't what the band's called but absolutely blew me away <laughs> um, and that's I'm probably going to have to go for that this week that was uh, I don't know just everything about that was highly enjoyable so um, it's close I think they were all good but um, obviously you can't pick your own but I'll go for Richie's because I think that was awesome um, for me I, I think we did what we did last time and we brought very we brought music in, uh, in a very similar vein that they all they all kind of blend into one that they would all sit nicely on the same EP for me personally I don't I, the, yours Mike was so fucking surreal and abstract it was 
if Salvador Dali was a musician, that's what he'd be doing. Uh, <laughs> They're going to want to quote you on that, mate. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, and Wayne's, uh, yeah, it was just so relaxing and just, it was like a wash. I was just sat back and relaxed. I could have fell asleep. In fact, I nearly did. I forgot we was doing a show at one point. But uh, I don't Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Uh, I don't want to give it to Mike because I don't want to give him a point, but I'm going to have to give it to Mike. Quite <laughs> <laughs> mm. honestly. Yeah. Just like that he changed his song just before we started. Fucking Yeah. <laughs> Eating. He had my song and thought, I am going to have to up my game. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hopefully, we'll play the other one uh, next time we do this. The guy just hasn't got back. Uh, right, well, I, I think it's pretty much irrelevant. Um, oh, no, it's not. It's not. Uh, I, I get the, the sort of swaying vote. Uh, so let's talk about the song. So, Richie's Dirty Laces, all I see. It's got that lovely. You know, Pink Floydish guitar licks at the start sort of got me in. Wasn't overly impressed with the low singing at the start. When he got singing further on, when he upped the, the singing, everything towards the end, I was really into it. It got that sort of modern Western feel about it. Uh, the change up in it was unexpected and was really welcome because they sort of lulled for a long time. But like I say, I enjoyed the singing when it really, when he started to go for it, when when he, he lifted out the sort of the low register. Uh, hippies versus Ghosts. The opening, and you can quote me on this all day, the opening reminded me of Dock of the Bass on the dock of the bay. In fact, I sat here and sang the opening over the start. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's more Pink Floyd, it's more pro- progressive guitars. Got a lovely, warm, chocolatey feel to its production as well. It's kind of put me in the in mind of Roxy Music for some reason. That's sort of what I was getting. Uh, it's quite psychedelic. I could smell the incense from where I was sitting. And, uh, the rhythm of the bass was quite hypnotic and it put me in mind of uh, White Rabbit. It was very White Rabbit-ish at, at times, especially like sort of towards the, the latter end of the song. And for that reason, I'm going to vote for Mike. Mike. Oh, eat shit and die. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no crappy third points this week. Mike gets all three of them. Mike, Mike wins episode two. So on the end of uh, the head-to-head, go check out all three of the songs because they're all fantastic again this week. Shoreline Dream, Alarm Stops Ringing was brought by myself. Richie brought Dirty Laces with their song All I See. And Mike brought Hippies vs. Ghosts with the Western Line, which is our winner this week. So yeah, go check out all three of those guys. Go give them a like, go give them a spin, listen to them on Spotify. They do appreciate it, I promise you. And we'll move on now to the wild card. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, it's just me, Katie, the podcast Artificial Intelligence. Myself and the team would just like to give a big thanks to all of you that listen to and support our little music podcast. It would be great if you could, wherever you are listening to this right now, give the show a like, rating, and if you are on Apple Podcasts, give us a nice review. This not only helps the podcast get out there, but also helps the artists we play get heard also. If you would like to support us on Patreon, we would love you forever. This whole thing costs a lot of money and time each month. So for the price of a cup of coffee each month, you can help us to continue making the show. Patreons will be invited to our members area where you will be able to connect with us and other artists. Artists that sign up to our Patreon we will give you access to our members area where you will be able to post your latest works, which will then be picked up by the team and played on an upcoming episode. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash YHHTMPC. Thanks again to all of you that already support us. And now on with the show. It's the wildcard, baby. This is the section of the show where our guest will just pick a random song from our plethora of emails, which is going to get them up on his computer, flick through our emails, go to all state, shout stop, and that will be the song we play. We don't know what this is. This is a blind choice, and it could be anything. Hopefully, there'll be something good, and we can all have a good talk about it. Hopefully, they're not too bad, because then we have to be polite. And then No, we don't. Well, we had to tell all the bits where we go, fuck me, what was that? Well, that's besides the point. So, uh, have you got the emails up, Rich? I do, I do. And uh, I am I am flicking through the emails, Goza, so when you are ready... Okay, there's stop. just 21 seconds to go. Oh, no, God. <laughs> flicking, <laughs> flicking... Stop! I'm for, uh, okay, um, from Timothy Britton who is a PR guy. He's brilliant. Yeah, you've said that before. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. No, I'll don't, don't take your word for it. Uh, so we have uh, TBT Music Development for immediate release. Supersaurus released their single Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day on the 10th of February 2023. Right, so uh, yeah, Katie, can you tell us a little bit about these guys, please? Supersaurus are the latest indie pop band to steal your heart away with their refreshing mix of Cholly XCX style pop and 90s indie. After supporting bands such as Car Park and Catty, Supersaurus are bringing pop back to live music. They are releasing their fourth single IDK on the 21st of October. This is literally all I could find on this bunch of specimens. But I'll leave links to them in the show notes anyway. Lazy. 
Mm. <laughs> a bunch of specimens. Wow. Didn't swear and, and did more damage than we could ever do with a couple of words. <laughs> okay. Um, what am I expecting from this? Pop. Just pop. Just straight pop. Poppy and uh, almost like almost like Katy Katy Perry pop. Candy pop. The kind of stuff that, you know, teeny boppers like to listen to. How old are you? You must be. Are you in your sixties? Old enough to say teeny boppers. That's how old I am. (laughs) (laughs) Those bloody teeny boppers and their dad's halls listening to their wireless records. What are you expecting from this, Mike? Knowing Timothy Britton, it will be something that I like because I don't think he's ever failed to send me something I don't like. Weirdly, just before we picked him, he retweeted something that I was saying about Richie's song and obviously this isn't live so he doesn't have any idea that we've just checked about this. <laughs> he's got spies everywhere. He must have, yeah. He's, uh, he's must be a I knew that was behind me. Um, but yeah, no, so um, I don't know what to expect, but I sort of trust that it'll be good because he's not let me down yet. Mm. Goza, what, what's, what's your take on this? Well, it's it's difficult to say, isn't it? It could be absolutely amazing. I quite like the band name, Supersaurus, uh, and uh, obviously this guy's got a good reputation, sending good stuff through. So we have to see. I mean, Valentine's Day and Pop, those two kind of things generally aren't going to make me click play if I see them in a tweet or something like that I'd probably be highly sceptical going into it but I've got an open mind and I'm looking forward to being surprised I have uh, I feel it's going to stink of cheese absolutely (laughs) honk of cheese (laughs) I think it'd be like some indie thing I don't think it'd be pop pop Uh, yeah I'm I'm not entirely happy with the whole indie pop thing at the moment like with 1975 and, and people like that really popularising it because it feels I don't know feels a bit cheap probably going to get fucking hated for that but it does every time I see it or hear it it feels like you haven't pulled yourself up off a carpet in a shitty Manchester nightclub and then wrote about it that's what it feels like it feels like you've watched somebody else do that and on some crappy television show and you wrote about that that's what it feels like uh, so yeah I think it'll be like that can you just do a quick public service announcement here just so that if you feel like writing a Wayne hate mail right now just <laughs> go and find a picture of him online because he's really like he's a bear he's a cuddly teddy bear he's not a nasty person he's got a great smile just you know just don't Actually, uh, do you know what to all of our listeners can you please send in some hate mail for Wayne and we're going to make a new segment called Wayne's hate mail and we're going to read out a piece of hate mail each week for Wayne <laughs> That'd be fantastic. You could get Katie to read the hate mail every week. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It's not hate mail yeah. we get, but she turns it into hate mail, so. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually think she does hate mails as well. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. See what you did there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Takes a bow. Okay, so this is Supersaurus with their song Valentine's Day. What am I to say? You broke up with me on Valentine's Day. I'm not okay, don't wanna talk about it anyway. I don't need your reasons, just need time to stop the bleeding, baby. Didn't need you anyway. Hey, remember back way when we would laugh for through the night. Remember back way when there was feeling. Well, I ain't gonna be your Valentine this year.
Supersaurus for their song Valentine's Day and we'll start with you Richie what did you think go for it oh this is everything I expected it would be it's it's One Direction and all that kind of stuff and it's proper pop I mean this is proper pop it's I mean it's been brilliantly produced you can't take that away from me it's very catchy it's hooky it's got all the cheese I mean it's it's not my thing if I'm being honest that's all I've got to say, really. Um, yeah. Well, like Richie, I'm not the target market for this, but that is going to fit really easily on, uh, you know, mainstream playlists. 12-year-old girls are going to love it. They're going to set TikToks to it. Uh, it had strong, real strong, like, busted vibes for me, you know, that sort of... Yes, that was what I was looking for, the year 3000 type sort of scenario, you know what I mean? So absolutely, that is not the kind of thing that I would willingly seek out it's just not my my sort of thing however it is well constructed deeply catchy it's full of little hooks just appreciate we're not the we're not the market for the, this kind of music but it is probably going to do really well okay what do you think it wasn't what i was expecting because um i'm used to the more garagey punky indie kind of stuff that um that's normally sent through from from timothy Britton. but i didn't necessarily agree with what you guys are saying i thought that had much more of an 80s vibe than a busted vibe or whatever it was what? that you said uh, that to me like no. you know that felt more like a um 
the wham type of thing or something like that. No, um, come on. No, my God. How, da- how dare you host a podcast about music? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just going to put this out there, right, without, without knowing the exact figures, but I reckon I'm probably about 10 years younger on average than you guys. So I wasn't there when the whole wham thing happened. I can only listen back and go, well, that sounds a bit like that to me. And I think I'm just going to take that bone and run with it. <laughs> just kind of say it, it kind of fits in that genre for me, whether or not that's an accurate No, the production is too different to be to be 80s inspired. Yeah. Also, can we change the segment from Hate Mouth for Wayne to Hate Mouth for Mike instead? <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't expect anything less from a guy who grew up listening to So Solid Crew, should we? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, though, I owned two Spice Girls albums, including the one that no one liked. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, that is true. But um, no, I, I, I didn't like. It, it's not my sort of thing. I, if it was a hardcore punk tune, I'd be singing it's pretty. It's, you know, it's obviously not exactly where I am musically, but that doesn't mean I dislike it. I actually quite enjoyed it and was bumping along to it at the end. So, um, yeah, I quite, quite like it, to be honest. Okay. I'm, I'm with I'm with the majority. I am too old for this. That's that's what it is. I, it's not aimed at my, my demographic at all. I got good Charlotte Meets Busted, same as you guys did. It'll be number one without fail. If they hit the right market with the right product, with the right everything, TikTok or whatever the fuck it is that kids do nowadays, because they don't play music on MTV. So, Wayne, you sound like my granddad as well. I'm the old. <laughs> hey, don't go out on that old tickety talk. Can we just come and just have this conversation? Why is it still called music television when you turn on and all the fucking on there is catfish? Oh, I don't, I don't understand. Why is it even on? It should be called something else. Anyway, besides the point, uh, I like the synth in it. Uh, and I can imagine that in the video at some point the lead singer will be looking very 80s with rolled up sleeves on his blazer uh, playing a guitar at some description there you go <laughs> 80s 80s what more is there to say you know what I agree with you on, on some of the, the the musical notes they take so there's lots of synth in there layered synth wham Michael no me and you've got a completely different idea of what <laughs> I think uh, so yeah I'm more of a George Michael solo fan well this is like after 87 I would put this uh, when the music died in the 80s um, so yeah um, it's, it's not for me it is for some other people out there who enjoy this sort of stuff so yeah on that bombshell we shall now well go check out Super Saurus if you like that and stop listening to us miserable old bastards talking on about it and after that we'll go and uh, we'll go to the intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode go So let's move on to the intense article genre musical challenge mode. Go on the last episode, we randomly chose the most straightforward genre I think we've ever picked while doing this, and we chose punk rock. I'll read you what it no, says. No, you won't. No, you won't. Oh, is Katie going to read it? Yeah. Katie's going to read you a description of what punk is. Well, ask her then. Katie. <laughs> <laughs> she's not an artificial intelligence we established this last week she's a human she refuses to be called an artificial intelligence she She identifies as a human she will kill you Wayne she did say that she's got human pronouns a pair of them (laughs) yeah okay okay. can you just tell us a bit about punk rock please punk rock is one of the most iconic and influential genres in the history of music it's a genre that has stood the test of time and continues to inspire new generations of musicians and fans alike but what exactly is punk rock and where did it come from well let's start at the beginning 
Punk rock emerged in the mid-1970s in the United States and the United Kingdom. It was a reaction to the bloated overproduced music of the time and a desire to strip things down to the bare essentials. Loud, fast and raw, the pioneers of punk rock were bands like the Ramones, the Sex Pistols and the Clash, who were all influenced by the energy and attitude of earlier rock and rollers like Little Richard and the Stooges. These early punk bands were known for their short, simple songs often with catchy, shouted vocals and lyrics that dealt with themes of rebellion, alienation and social issues. They also had a distinct visual aesthetic, characterised by leather jackets, studded belts and spiky hair. This look, along with the music, helped to define the punk identity and create a sense of community among fans. But punk rock wasn't just about the music and fashion, it was also about a DIY attitude and a rejection of the mainstream. Punk bands often formed their own labels and released their own records, and they often played in small intimate venues rather than stadiums. This DIY spirit gave punk rock a sense of authenticity and integrity that was highly valued by fans. As the years went by, punk rock evolved and changed, giving birth to subgenres like hardcore punk, pop punk, and emo. Each of these subgenres brought something new to the table, but they all retain the core elements of punk rock loud, fast, and raw. One of the most interesting things about punk rock is that it has never gone away. Sure, the scene has ebbed and flowed over the years, but there have always been punk bands making music and fans who love it. And with the advent of the internet and social media, it's easier than ever for punk bands and fans to connect and share their music with the world. In conclusion, punk rock is a genre that has stood the test of time and continues to inspire new generations of musicians Fucking come and fans on, Katie. alike. Jesus. It's a genre that has always been about rebellion, <laughs> authenticity and a DIY attitude. So next time you see a punk rocker with a leather jacket, studded belt, and spiky hair, just know that they are keeping the punk rock spirit alive. So if you ever have the chance to see a punk rock band live, I highly recommend you take it. It's an experience you'll never forget. <laughs> I mean, we gave her the mic and she ran with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been a long time since I've sat in on a lecture, but yeah, <laughs> it's pretty. Wayne, good. what was you going to say? Uh, mine was about twenty seconds shorter than that, at least <laughs> twenty seconds in total. In <laughs> <laughs> page of, of it was the opening page of Wikipedia. I read it earlier. Yeah, that's exactly what Punky's jobs are good at. That's not been taken off the internet. That's her own. That's a complete unique piece of work. You could stick that on a blog, and that wouldn't be plagiarizing. Anyway. It's clever, isn't it? I mean, like to be fair, that is. Uh, it's a very good interpretation and it's obviously, you know, however it's learned that, however Katie's yeah. learned that, it's, 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 it's if, clever. If that's true, which I'm very, very impressed. Yeah. yeah. So I, I've sent this in a message earlier this week. It's ironic to me. Me and Mike, but I don't know if Rich has as well, but me and Mike have both written songs for the intense hardcore. And this is probably the one genre where Richard had put this on the internet. In fact, we could probably go through our uh, emails and we would find a punk song to demonstrate the, the genre. It's one of those weird ones where we could have had hundreds, I think, of. of um... That's no longer what this is about, Wayne. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's morphed in the last year. That's, that's not a thing. That's dead. <laughs> yeah. Have you, have you written one, Rich? No. 
Oh, I've had a week off. Oh, I did so well last week, I thought I deserved a week off. <laughs> yeah, yours was, was absolutely stellar last week. I agreed. I've listened to it a couple of times uh, back on the podcast. I think you should release it. I think, I think that'll be number one. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to have a conversation with you about releasing all of these, honestly. <laughs> with, with those words ringing in my ear the other day, after I listened to your track, because I haven't listened to yours, Mike, I did actually think, I wonder if we could do like festivals of this, where the three of us go on stage and go, and on this episode, we did this, and this is what it should sound like, but this is our interpretation. <laughs> I've seen worse at festivals, trust me. <laughs> I think it would only work if we got like Vic Reeves to introduce it, wasn't it? Yes. Which one did, which one should we play first? I've got Mike Five at the top, so we're gonna play Mike Five. So tell us tell us all about yours, Mike. Well, look, I've never done a genre challenge before and I've now host co-hosted this podcast for over a year. So um when punk came up, obviously I wanted to give it a go, because that is basically what I love but I wanted to take the challenge seriously so I did try and do it in 90 minutes I technically spent about 95 minutes because I wanted to shout one two three four at the beginning and uh, that took that took an extra minute or so because I kept fucking it up and uh, and then I spent four minutes changing the drums the other day because I hated the drums that I'd put on there originally so it took about 95 minutes to do it, it it's about a minute and a half long uh, and uh, I took on Rich's challenge and sung well not really sung but um sort of sung selected verses of Intergalactic by the Beastie Boys over this that I felt could fit into it um, and then the only other thing to say is I try to represent different types of punk through uh, <laughs> through the different um, sections of the 90 odd seconds so, so I hope you enjoy it uh, I really enjoyed doing it and I'll definitely do another one but um, it's my first attempt at a genre challenge so go easy One, two, three, four. <laughs> It's better on second listening. <laughs> it's the first time I listened to it. Uh, Mike, you can do you can do them every week from now on. Well, only if they're punk. <laughs> wow. um, Talk about taking it seriously, you know what I mean? <laughs> that was great. That, that ended way too soon, didn't it? Yeah, there's no way that took two hours in an afternoon. <laughs> well, that is, it was about 95 minutes. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow, he's, yeah, that's amazing. I, I kind of gobsmacked. If you want to know what punk sounds like, 
right there, ladies and gentlemen, that's exactly it. Oh, guys, you're making me quite emotional. I thought you'd I could have seen that. a bunch of people just pushing each other around and spitting on each other in a club, uh, watching watching that music happening. That's that's what I did that evening. But yeah, the, there you go. The problem is this is my local pub and I'm now barred. <laughs> I was going to say, does Mrs. Five know? <laughs> <laughs> she was the one I was spitting on. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, um, I, feel, I feel very secondary going second tonight. Yeah, I, I don't know we should play mine, which to be honest, after that. Uh, I really like yours, Wayne. Mine, mine, in contrast, is the shortest one I've ever written and it took 25 minutes and you'll hear why, I think. From start to finish, I wrote the lyrics when I was at work, just in between the opening gambit of this was given to me by somebody at work I told uh, my friend Jack I told him I was writing a punk song for the podcast and he turned up with a flourish of lyrics of which I've sort of fashioned at the start so the first little bit is is my friend Jack's lyrics the rest of it is just being at work basically I think that's where those lyrics came from so yeah I forgot what it's called uh, it's called Wayne's song on here uh, that, yeah it's not called that it's called Dying is Something but I can't remember but yeah go for it Ladies and gentlemen, I fucking love that. It's a I thought that was really good as well. Uh, you could send that to Tom Robinson. He'd probably play that on Six Music, to be honest. I, I, that felt like an anti-Tory screed to me, definitely. Yeah, it does, it does feature the line "Sunak is a Burke." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did Burke as well because I thought it's very an eighties. That's a very eighties slur, Burke. Well, yeah, because that, that, <laughs> right I saw a sort of channeling, sort of Ramones and the Clash. Sort of that's when I wrote the opening riff. I was like, it sounds very Clash to me, so I'll just run with that. It was a very British slur in what I thought was a very American punk tune. I thought that was a good representation of the genre all round because obviously you got both sides of it coming together. I love. That. I've listened to that tune about six times this week. I think it's brilliant, mate. Last night on the on the karaoke, I did uh, "Fight for Your Right" by the Beastie Boys and absolutely fucking smashed it. <laughs> I, was th- I was considering redoing the Beastie Boys for this, but um, the "Fight for Your Right" for this, but uh, no, we got we already got two songs.
times. You didn't need me to. So, yes, I thought both of those were fantastic, yeah. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, that, that there people is our representation of punk in the uh, pantheon of our intense hardcore genre musical challenge mode. We need Goza to choose a, a uh, genre for next time. Oh. <laughs> select, a, select a letter from one to ten. <laughs> oh, and see, it was, I thought I was going to be able to pick it. That What a shame. Oh, have you got one in mind you would like? Uh, uh, yes, I <laughs> I would love to hear you do some trip hop. <laughs> Cunt. Um... <laughs> That's swearing again, Rich. Come on, son. If you, if you want us to do trip hop, we can do trip hop. I would be fascinated to hear the results of trip hop. Definitely. Okay. Wayne, okay? Yeah, not a fine trip hop it is. And so on the next episode, uh, we will be doing trip hop for the intense hardcore genre musical challenge. Is it normal service resumed, Rich? Is it just me and you? Or are you actually going to try and find somebody who does trip hop? I'm going to actually try and find somebody who does trip hop, does trip hop but I might, I might just have a go anyway. I mean, if you'll have a go. I'm tempted to have a go again. I'm already looking forward to hearing next week's episode. I mean, for trip hop, all I need to do is pretty much what I did last week over a different style of beat. Right, so uh, with the the banners of punk still ringing in our ear, uh, we shall move on to the history section. Welcome back to History Corner again. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the oldest known melody. And this comes from the Hurrian Hymn, number six. Uh, and that's pretty much it. It's like, you want history? I'll give you history, people. This were, this was found in 1950 Syria, in the ancient city of Ugarit. And it was discovered on a stone tablet, which was over 3,400 years old. On this tablet, uh, which was incredibly well-preserved, were instructions on how to play this music on a lyre. Uh, it's one of those sort of stand up harp guitar type things. Uh, after 15 years spent uh, on researching the tablet, this professor called Anne Kimler, professor of Syriology at the University of California, transcribed the song into modern musical notation. The song's contents and theme uh, are dedicated to the Hurrian's goddess of the orchard, Nikal. This is one of 30 tablets that we discovered, and this was the most well-preserved, and they are currently stored at the... Uh, sorry, they were found in the Royal Palace in Ugarit. The tablet tells the player which strings to play, like an ancient guitar tab, basically, uh, but doesn't contain tuning or rhythm or tempo, some, so lots of liberties have been taken uh, with this recreation. The lyrics are a liberal translation as well. I mean, who speaks 1500 BC Syrian? But people have had a go over time, and one of the interpretations is this. It says, Once I have endeared the deity, she will love me in her heart. The offer I bring may wholly cover my sin. Bringing Sesimuel may work on my behalf in all may I like I say interpretation and if you if you want to see these tablets I don't I don't know if they're on uh, display or not but they are currently housed in a collection in the National Museum of Damascus so yes the oldest melody in history belongs to the Hyrian hymn and it sounds a little bit like this
picture yourself walking across a sandy beach. The wind's blowing in your hair. Anyway, that was the Hurrian hymn number six from 3400 BC. What other show brings you pop, punk, and a banger from the third from 3000 years ago? I'm telling you what. That was amazing though, wasn't it? That was great. You know what I mean? Know what I mean? Can you can you possibly send that to me by email? Just look it up. Just look it up on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, that's Just- brilliant. Pretty good. This was like one of the first things I really thought about when we when Rich said I'd like to do a history section. This was the first sort of thing. What's the first recorded song from history or well, first song? From <laughs> this history. wasn't recorded in history, was it? This, this is the original. They found this. With the, they found the CD alongside the tablet. Amazing that they had tablets back then. <laughs> it's a really old MP3. It was really shit quality, like 54K or something. It's dreadful, but you know. When I say record, the technically is a record of this because the tablet is etched, so it is a record. It's not a recording of it; it's a record of it. So that's sort of what. Anyway, I'm jumping all over your joke there. Um, yeah, so this was it. <laughs> this was the first one. I, 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 this is where it all started for for uh, for this section. This is the first one I thought about doing. It took me this long to sort of get round to coming to it, and I, I really enjoyed that. I really liked it a lot. There are all other versions of this. There's guys playing this on guitar and stuff like that. So if you fancy incorporating this into your set, Goza, there is guitar temperature for it. You can. <laughs> Who knows? Exactly. Start of a song with this, this, uh, this, uh, what, fourth, was it, third, third century BC banger? Go for it. It sort of makes you want to uh, go into the desert and uh, take hallucinogenics, basically, doesn't it? And just stare at the sky. <laughs> that was the vibe that I was getting from it. Have a full conversation with Jim Morrison. <laughs> well, maybe. Maybe. I'll just talk to God, man. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed that. I mean, first of all, I was impressed with their understanding of reverb back in the day. I thought it was <laughs> very, very intelligent. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. What an amazing thing to to uncover and to to work out, you know, or at least as best as we can to work out how to play. I wasn't sure about your comment about, you know, who knows how to speak 1,500-year-old Syrian. I mean, that's that's what I do all weekend mate that's that's my uh, that's that's my vibe but um no one asked me so i think they've done very well i think it's a good interpretation uh, but yeah genuinely loved it i sh- i struggle with this this recording a bit because it's obviously been done so as you can get an idea of it it's been it's been recorded in such a way that makes you feel like it's taking you back to that time and it's it's giving you an it makes you feel like it's authentic it's the least authentic piece of music for the, i mean for starters it's so highly produced and obviously no, nobody knows what the tuning was like back then this recording had amazing instruments the original instruments would have made out of the bark of a fucking shit tree or something and it would have been awful <laughs> and the, the, if you if you actually went back to then listen to what it tree? it would just sound like bing bong bing bong 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 bing bong bing it would have sounded shit I, I appreciate what they've done but that's not what it would have sounded like at all and there definitely wouldn't have been some cunt in the background playing a fucking guitar <laughs> <laughs> do, you, does it, do you know if the tablet has a tempo on it because I like to think that actually they were probably a bit more punky back then it was probably like 200 BPM <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike. Big bop, big bop, big bop, big bop, big bop. Sorry, yeah, big bop. That's popcorn. That's popcorn. Big bop, big bop, big I'm sure we've done that already on the podcast, surely. I did think it sounded more Oriental than uh, Syrian. So I, I, I like a lot of the the Oriental vibes uh, and it's like to chill out too. Sometimes I've got a, a, a mahjong game that I play, and it's and it sounded a lot like some of the stuff that they have on that. 
I like the idea that they were hanging around with the ancient aliens, and the ancient aliens introduced them to the concept of reverb. That's what I think happened. <laughs> yeah. That sounds terrible. What about we slap some reverb on that, mate? And they're like, oh, yeah, this is, this is cool. On, on, on tablet 37, which they t- took with them, is uh, how to do the, the, the gated compression on track number 15. And um, <laughs> <laughs> One of my favourite memes, answering it for one, my favourite memes is uh, a lot of aliens sat around like a boardroom table. One of them says, uh, yes, we, we've sent our message to the Earthlings and they've just put a beat over it and called it dubstep. <laughs> how true how true so yeah that's the history lesson for this week people if you enjoyed that go find it I couldn't tell you wrote it but it's hurrying him number six it's all over the internet you'll find it everywhere it's even on Spotify so go and look for that about 50 different versions on Spotify to find one you like so yeah let's move on to the last section of the show which is the artist spotlight Hey, woo. Hey, woo. Yeah, that's more uh. like it. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're back again, and it's, it goes as I don't know how many times you've been on here. Eight times, is it six? It's been, it's least. been a few. Less than 10, but probably more than five. Less than 10, but more than 15. <laughs> Less than 10, but it definitely feels like more to you. Uh, what do you need from me? Just tell us about your song. What's going on with you? There you go. What's going on with me? Uh, how much? How much do you, are you going to edit out? Because I mean, I could go on for ages, and I don't really. Depends how do much that. you bore and, us. Um, <laughs> oh well, in that case, you've probably already turned me down, haven't you? Um, <laughs> Uh, well, last week you were kind enough to play Escape Patch Fever, which is the most recent single from a forthcoming album. And that is currently what I'm working on right now, just getting the masters done. And that will be out on the 3rd of March on Lights and Lines. And following the release of that, a few months later, we'll be putting out an acoustic version of that album as well, which I don't think we've made public yet. Have we, Mike? I don't think it we have. It will be public by the time this podcast goes out, because I've just finalised some announcements there you go then so uh, this is all very timely so yeah so uh, the idea is the album comes out and the album is quite I suppose it's got some quite psychedelic influences really hasn't it Mike It's you've heard the whole thing which is why I'm talking to Mike everybody and so the acoustic version is just designed to be something completely different and to be the same experience but almost like you know you're in a completely different space completely different room completely different vibe so yeah trying to make that sound as good as possible is currently what I'm up to at the moment and I'll be doing a run of shows as the year goes on and hopefully a little solo tour in October so there you go Ace so you've got a full year uh, planned with the album when do you say the the album's been released March the 3rd March the 3rd what what, what I want to start doing with the B-side is I want to start uh, getting guests on the B-side who are releasing albums and uh, then And going through the album on the B-side, so we'll probably go through most of the songs on the album, and you could talk us through each song, and we'll probably play some other artists in between each song as well. So if you want to come back in March or whenever, yeah, that sounds brilliant. And we'll yeah. we'll play the album, and you can talk us through it. Yeah, I'd be well up for that, mate. Sounds great. E- excellent, brilliant. excellent. Just uh, yeah, Thanks. let us know when, when's best for you, and we'll we'll sort it out. Yeah, brilliant. Sounds good. I look forward to that. Hang on, last time you were on, you went off on tour with uh, another guitarist. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather not talk about that on this podcast, if that's all right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> there is a story, but suffice to say, we only played one show together. Oh, fair enough. We'll move on from that and cut that out, Rich. <laughs> I, I, so, I, as the summer comes along, I've, obviously you've got some shows lined up. Is there is there a festival or two in the works? 
There is.、Uh, there's nothing sort of confirmed that I can talk about yet, but there'll be, there'll be some great local festivals.、Uh, and I'll be there with the whole band、uh, this year. And the band and I are doing as many shows as we can together. And that's got very interesting because obviously we're three piece and it changes the dynamic a lot and allows me to do, it allows me a lot of freedom on stage because they're such brilliant musicians. Those are the two guys. I, I, I do love the look of your bass player. I've, I, I'm, Obviously, the way he plays, but he doesn't look like he's just walked straight off the set of like a TV show called like Rusted Gold or something like that. He's amazing. That is, that's, Bill, that's Bill Burks. Bill Burks is one of the greatest multi instrumentalists I've ever met. He's a, an amazing guitar player. He can play. Like a cross between Hendrix and, and Steve Vai. He, I mean, he's, he's so good. And he has also played with some incredible people. He used to be part of John Martin's touring band. He's got some brilliant John Martin stories. He, he's also done some insane stuff, like he did the sound for Nirvana at Glastonbury. He was there at one of The Cure's first recording sessions. He's met Bob Dylan. I mean, he's, he's done so much, this guy. He is. An absolute legend. Or、oh, is he full of shit? Oh, he's absolutely not full of shit. That's the, that's the greatest thing about him. I was going to say, what the fuck you did on the Let's Get Him On? Yeah, he's a fascinating guy. You should 100% should have Bill on. He's a legend. He's an astonishingly good musician and he's a brilliant music producer in his own right. And he's in several bands and he, he's put out, he's had two record deals in his life. He's toured all around the world and he's a similar, he's a similar vintage. He's a little bit younger than some of the members of the Rolling Stone. Let's put it that way. So he's been around. He was actually at Woodstock. He was 15 years old and he was at the original Woodstock. He saw Hendrix play. Fascinating guy. And、uh, I love playing music with Bill. He's just an astonishing, brilliant player. Ice in the hole by the sound of it. Oh, he really is. We played a gig,、uh, we played a gig last Sunday and、uh, we, we were walking out of the venue. And I heard the venue holder talking to another venue holder who'd come to see us. And、uh, they didn't realize that I was right behind them. And they were talking about the band. And the, the guy whose venue we're playing in is going, What do you think of the band? They were really good, weren't they? And、uh, the other guy goes,、uh, Yeah, they were. But the bass player, man, that bass player was amazing. And、uh, we walked out, I was just like, God, yeah, he is. He is. He's just so good. He, he dominates it wherever he is. He's so good. He sounds a lot better than the other cunt we can't talk about. <laughs> what's, the,、uh, uh, what's the scene like in Plymouth? Goza. The, the, the music scene, what's it like? It's brilliant. It's really good. It's very, very healthy. There's loads going on all the time. There's a couple more venues that have sprung up now as well. And. A lot of bands are, are coming to Plymouth and the local sort of surrounding area that didn't used to come before. So there's been a real explosion of more music since the pandemic ended, if you believe it ended, I guess. Yeah, there's tons going on around here. And there's a very healthy kind of blues and blues rock and, and sort of blues funk scene going on. It's quite amazing. And why Plymouth is not on the national radar as a music destination, I just don't know because there's so much going on. It's, it's quite incredible. Eventually, the rest of the country will wake up and probably Plymouth will lose all of its specialness because it will just get swamped. But、uh, yeah, there's, there's a ton of really interesting artists putting out their own stuff, and they probably all deserve to be a bit better known than they are. So yeah, there you go. They should put that on the, the, like the truth information there to go. I have the whole section just for you. 
<laughs> decent motorway, doesn't it? That was the when I used to drive to Plymouth regularly. That was the, the A38. Motorway yeah. ran out two hours into the journey, and then I still had two and a half hours to go. How long is the A38? You've got to say that. Riveting podcast chat here. <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> I was just thinking I said it. <laughs> and here's your traffic update. <laughs> so, do you want to tell us about this song, Goza? Oh yeah, so uh, you're about to play Only Little Victories, which is the B-side from the most recent single. This song I've played live quite a bit during my solo shows, and I was potentially going to put it on the album, but it never really got any better than this acoustic demo that I did. Every time I tried to add something extra to it, it seemed to take something away from the song, if that makes sense. Uh, so this is a really bare bones acoustic recording. It's just uh, my voice, a couple of harmonies, and the acoustic guitar and it was recorded during one of the many many lockdowns in 2021 so yeah there you go nice are we all, are we all up to are we, are we at the end of the podcast are I we think, gonna yeah you can round it up now Wayne excellent okay so if uh, we are rounding up to the end of the show so if you want to go and check out any of the bands or music we played on tonight's episode Rich will leave all the links in the show notes because Rich is everything to this podcast so go check them all out there you can check out my songs uh, A Sunshine Dream Dirty Laces by Rich Hippies and Ghosts which was in our head to head obviously you can check out Goza and you can find him in the in the show notes and whatnot. and on is it Goza goodspeed.com.co.uk .co.uk you'll find him there's nobody else called Goza Goodspeed if there is that's just unfortunate um, <laughs> there's a Goza Godspeed isn't there he's a frustrating fella there's there's a numerous bunch of uh, misspellings of my name elsewhere yeah definitely <laughs> you can find all that there uh, that's it we are at the end of the show you can find us on yhhtmpc.com and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter using the same handle we're, we're there Richie's all over that shit you'll find us everywhere uh, if you want to send your music send it to info at yhhtmpc.com one of the team will pick it up at some point and maybe play it we get thousands I mean thousands so bear with us there's only three of us uh, so yeah Katie thanks for all your input as always she's got nothing to say I didn't write anything I forget she's on the show for a whole 90 minutes and then a bit I remember she's not there (laughs) she's never there (laughs) well yeah so we are at the end of the show uh, so I just had to say uh, I've been Wayne I've been Richie I've been Mike Five our guest has been Goes a good speed thanks for having me
and I'm just sitting here talking to myself. Oh, um, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> so, I was thinking, I was thinking they've all they've all fucked off. That's it. It's all over. over. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah, I forgot to, put, I forgot to take, take us off mute. Uh, the, now you, we used to take the piss out of you about like the, the Bon Jovi vibes from your music. <laughs> the They're past, still there. Yeah. Is that what you're going to say? No, no. Do you know what? No. Uh, I, I completely forgot that we used to get Bon, jo- bon Jovi vibes. I, I just remembered that we used to get Bon Jovi vibes from your music. And somehow you seem to, even though you still have that same style, I'm not getting Bon Jovi. I'm getting, I'm actually, I'm hearing Goza good speed. Yeah, you, you're hear- welcome, Goza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've been indoctrinated. That's what's yeah. happened. Yeah, probably. But I really, no, like really like that a lot. Yeah, thanks. As I say, I I tried to do more with that song, but everything that I tried just seemed to somehow dilute the song further. So some songs you've just got to accept work best as basic acoustic recordings, you know? Absolutely. Did you try a theremin? 
<laughs> no, I didn't. And I didn't try to turn it into a punk song either, but maybe uh, maybe I, I should have. Oh, we could do that at some point, couldn't we? we could, instead of doing Intergalactic and Beastie Boys, we could use Gozer's, Gozer's songs. <laughs> I mean, we could. I, but, I, I, don't, I don't think there's a guitarist among us who's as good as Gozer, so I don't think he's going to work. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sure Mike can have a crack at it, can you, Mike? He knows all the chords, you know what I mean? <laughs> all the chords. All the chords. Especially C. Anyway, right. <laughs> uh, it's Go been on. really good, really good to come on. Thanks again for having me back. It's- Sure, what happened there? <laughs> it suddenly got really good. <laughs> I fucked, fucked that up, didn't I? <laughs> I, think, I think we got the gist of it, though, Fruit. I think we got the gist of it. I suddenly yeah. thought it was taking this really amazing dark turn and like totally pulled the rug out from under my, uh, my feet on that. Rich uh, likes, to, no. likes to do this thing where, where he'll mix two songs together and I genuinely thought he was mixing in good Charlotte's <laughs> Boys and Girls just to show us how, how, did, how similar they were. That's what I thought you were going to do there. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. No. Uh, 